What do you call two guys that were there when this happened? Back to return at Spurlock. Michael Spurlock at the 10. He's to the 20. He's to the 25. Spurlock 30 to the 40-yard line. We could see history. 50, 40 to the 30-yard line. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. There you go. And that. Shotgun set. Three receivers left. And here's the snap, and the blitzer is picked up. Brady and he caught ball. Evans. He has the record at the 11-yard line. Mike Evans becomes the first NFL player in league history to record a thousand yards or more in his first seven seasons and want to throw by Brady. Congratulations, Mike Evans. Who can forget? Again, I'm looking again. Throws up the middle. That's intercepted at the 30. Derek Brooks, 30. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Derek Brooks, the most valuable player in the National Football League. There it is. The dagger's in. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Here's the snap. Mahomes running to his right. Look out. He may run. Mahomes directly. Oh, so the end Battle in. Intercepted, picked off in the end zone. Bucks are going to beat the Chiefs. We're the champions of the world, and we still have a minute 33 to go. Devin White, what a great second season. That's it for KC. Bucks are the Super Bowl champs. They can't stop the clock. We call them the Salty Dogs. Hello, citizens, and welcome to another hour of mostly Buccaneers talk here on the Salty Dogs podcast. I am Scott Smith. I'm Jeff Ryan, but when you say citizens, now that would be a citizens of wherever you are. Well, we know they're not all here in America because we get emails from that's, them. And that's why they call it the World Wide Web. Citizens of the globe. There you go. Yes, I am. Of your community. We are the Salty Dogs. We are. And um, we're brought to you by Beef O'Brady's because everyone knows wings and beer, beer and wings. Nobody combines them like Beef O'Brady's. Start with our award-winning traditional or boneless wings and a variety of sauces and dry rubs. Next time, you got to just pick up your brew. Beef has all your faves on tap. Beef O'Brady's, where game time meets beer and wing time all the time, and that would be this Sunday time because we have a bye week. Yes, we can get wings. And yeah, that's right. There yeah, you in go. fact, here, here's what Giselle and I do when we get Beef O'Brady's wings. Mm-hmm. First of all, I think that you can get them in different numbers, but I think sure. six is one of them. Mm-hmm. So what we'll do is we'll get three different types of, of six. So we have three different flavors of wings that we get to share. Oh, that's cool. And, I didn't uh, know that. And and I, I actually don't eat a ton of wings at a time. I, I'm usually like five, Oh, which I is got, weird. I, I had know. a minimum of ten. Yeah, I'm usually done at five. I like them. I'm just yeah. done. Yeah. And, uh, and so the good thing is leftovers of oh. wings are the only leftover in our house that always gets eaten. Uh-huh. We never throw them away. They always get eaten. So... I think we we like Thai sweet chili, uh, and we recently tried the Nashville hot rub, and that was really good. Was, was it? Better than I expected. And then, of course, just the regular hot one. Sure. Mm. So mean, you get three that, different. Yeah. That Nashville hot rub sounds like it. It was better than I expected. Yeah, okay. Because I usually I like, lo- I like I, the sauce wings more. Oh, yeah, I like them hot. I yeah, like hot's them. good. Yeah. That's good. That's All one, right. This one. All right. So there yeah. you go. Now we know what we're doing Here's on Sunday. Here's your Beef O'Brady's moment. Yeah. Uh, we're probably a little extra salty today. Very. Not only because... The Bucks lost, and they don't do that much anymore, so no. we don't have anything to complain about. That's for we sure. We have lots to complain about. <laughs> well, I would complain, but I will start with the opposite of a complaint. I will tell you something I'm very, very happy about. And that is, is that, barring probably an unlikely rematch in the playoffs, we don't have to go to that damn building again for probably about a season. Uh, I would be so happy about that. I hope the next. I hope it's week 17 in New uh-huh. Orleans next year, so it's like 14 months before I have to go back to that cursed place. Yeah, there's something about it. Well, A, it's been bad for us. The playoffs last year notwithstanding, sure. that was great. Yeah. It's been bad for us for the most part. Plus, I just hate the place. Yeah. Even Not though they, the people, the place. You know, even though they spent 
millions of dollars upgrading it. Apparently, four hundred million. Yeah, something like and that. And still, there's only one elevator to the press box <laughs> that fits about seven people. There's actually two elevators to the press box, but yeah. they won't let you use the other one because it's only for New Orleans people. Yeah, I walked, I walked down there with about four minutes left in the game because that's the way yep. that that's the way the PR guys went. Sure. Wanted to go down to the press conference room, and the woman is cheering like crazy sure. for the Saints. She doesn't see me walk up, and then she walked. Oh, I didn't even see you there. And she starts talking about, we really have to win this game. And then she looks at me and goes, wait, are you with the Saints? Yeah. And I said, no, I'm with the Bucks." And she said, oh, well, then you can't go down this elevator. <laughs> so I go to the other elevator. Ele- they hold that at two minutes for coaches, which yeah. I understand. Elevator eight. Yeah, and I understand they hold it for coaches, but they say they hold it for the two minutes. There's like four minutes left in the game, and they're already holding it. And the last two minutes are going to take like half an hour. Yeah. So you could go up and down a few times, and you'd still be fine with your sure. coaches. So couldn't just just was stuck there for yeah. longer than it should be. Yep. Fortunately, Carmen did a smart thing. Carmen Vitali, staff writer, and had made friends with one of the workers there, which was a good move. Uh-huh. It was the opposite direction I approach uh, I took. Sure. Got to give her credit for that. <laughs> and they let us get on with the coaches. So were you so being was, were you being salty? I was a little salty. Okay. I wasn't really like saying anything directly to them. No. But I was grumbling quite a bit. Okay. So. So plus the just the press box up there so high and all the noise. Oh, I know. You have to crane your neck to see the replays on the TVs and. I Dave Moore uh, had a good line. He goes, "I feel like we're watching the game from the blimp." <laughs> <laughs> Which is it? We're we're above. We're if you've ever seen the the Superdome, if you, we're where the rafters are. Yeah, you know. and the speakers are right there. Yeah, the, you know you're high when your speakers are directly in front of you. Yeah. And that's that's how you know. And, and, then, and, and you can see through the girders down. That's, that's <laughs> you're high. And they play those. If there's an annoying song in uh, pop culture, yeah. it's part of their game program. Is that it? Especially that one. That dun 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 but, but I got to tell you, they those fans were oh, great in fans. it all the way. Yeah, they're good fans. From, from introductions until the end of the game. Now, when the Buccaneers were making a bit of a comeback, it got a little quiet. But then they came back strong, it, very strong. It also got very subdued when Jameis got hurt, which is a shame. Yeah. And we have found out, unsurprisingly, mm. having seen it happen, that it's probably ending a season. Yeah. Which that's N- terrible. Nobody, nobody wants that. No, no. You can you can um, you can root against your rivals. Yeah. But you you don't root for for no. injuries and, and stuff like that. And we all that. know him. We we don't hate yeah, seeing him get a chance yeah, to start yeah, again. Yeah. And you're happy for him in that regard, other than when they play the Bucks. But um, yeah, you know it's a real shame. You know it's funny, not ha ha funny, but a comment. Um, after the first couple series, we went into commercial break, and I made a comment. I said, "I'm really getting concerned because Jameis seems to be like he really wants to run, <laughs> and that's a good way to get hurt." Oh, really? And then we came back, you and him. yes. So the crowd was understandably subdued sure. after that. You lose your starting quarterback to what looks like a pretty bad injury, kind of quieted down the place, and then the Bucks. Had the ball. It's tied at seven. Jameis is yep. out of the game. They're on their backup quarterback who hasn't thrown a pass in like three seasons. Yeah, but he was a starter before. I know, so. but I still. This okay. guy that hasn't thrown a pass in like three seasons. All right. So all of that picture, you're you're sad for Jameis, but all that picture looks pretty good for the Bucks. Sure. They're across midfield. We got a chance to take the lead. The place is subdued. Then two out of the next three Bucks offensive snaps were turnovers, yeah. and that changed the whole game. Mm-hmm. Now, I thought that might be it. Like, we may not come back from this because mm-hmm. it was just such a drastic change. But we've got Tom Brady. Sure. And he comes back all the time. Yep. So we actually did then seize the momentum back. Right. And got the, and had the lead. Just couldn't get the defensive stop. And it didn't help the penalties. We had them. Uh, they would have been in a fourth down at about 
where it would be like a 50-something yard field goal, mm-hmm. or they go for it on fourth down. So, and we had the lead after our field goal. So we were in good spot. And then the which penalty was that? It was the downfield holding, holding. call on Ross Cockrell, yes. I think. And obviously, and it was a hold. You can't. It? it was a hold. I didn't really see the yeah. replay. Unfortunately, they called it because the the play wasn't near it at all. There was nothing there. It wasn't like, oh, here comes the ball, and I held him. Yeah, you know how yeah. one of my biggest axes to grind is um, I wish that there was replay of roughing the passer. Sure. And by the rules, both of the roughing the passer calls we got were legit. Yep. It's, you know, I think this, the Will Golston one, he really did hit him late. Well, in fairness, in fairness to William. I thought he just didn't William, realize the pass was out. That's why. Okay. Because he kept – now, that that particular play, yes, you have to call – Because he was late. Because he was late. However – he didn't have his helmet on. And you have to ask yourself, why didn't he have his helmet oh, on? Right, right. And that's because the offensive lineman had his hand so up under been a and, the face call. and pushed the helmet off his head. But Will just kept going. So know? he probably had no idea. He had the, no idea. That's the impression I got. Because for, for yeah. one thing, the last player in this whole team that would be a dirty player is Will Golston. Yeah, no. He's not dirty at all. No, and he finished the play because he did not know. And the thing was, there wasn't. it wasn't like... You you could tell the play was over with. It was just so quick. Yeah. So and I I. But it is a worthwhile penalty. It is. It, it had to be thrown. It had to be thrown. However, I think they missed. It should have been offsetting penalty. Offsetting, but they still would have erased the, the interception. Right. And then the other one was hands to the face, which I usually want to write off. Yeah. As uh, an accident. I don't think you go knowing the rules. I don't think anybody goes back there. No. Trying to swat at the guy's face. But no. I guess you just had to be more sure. careful, would be Bruce Arians' point, especially when, he, when he, as he says, they scout every crew. And, and this crew calls the most roughing the passer penalty. So and, you know you can't get away with it. And they had talks and meetings yeah. about that. Yeah. That you, But I think we were talking about this in the hallway, not you and I, but uh, Chris King and I from uh, Community uh, com- Communications. I want to call them PR, but now they're called yeah, Communications. Yeah, but it's PR. Yeah. Uh, there is just something about when the Bucks go to, to play the Saints, it's like they get more jacked, they make more, mistakes, yeah. they make mistakes. Even though and, they talk about all week about how um, we have to be in control and we're not going to do that. Correct. And then it happens. And I um, thought it was interesting, too, in um, Bruce Arians' radio show, he he made a comment that he was most disappointed. Of course, the penalties and the turnovers, but even more so, giving up the lead after you got the lead in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that's yeah. – and, and part of that yeah. was because of penalties, though. Mm-hmm. So I didn't finish that thought, and you brought up Chris King. I was saying my axe to grind is um, the wish we could review roughing the passer. Sure. His, and I agree with him completely, is that every defensive holding call is five yards and an automatic first down, and there are just situations where it's just too punitive of a uh, penalty. Yeah. Give him the five yards and let him run another play. But on yeah. third and 16, the quarterback's rolling this way, not even looking towards the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he committed a penalty, so throw the flag. But it shouldn't be an automatic first down. And this is not a Bucks thing. This no, is no, a, this, this is for the whole. No, league. this is just total of we, why. Why are you giving up? Why are you giving them a first down plus five yards? Give them the five yards and move on. Yeah, when we're ta- and if five yards is enough for a first down, sure. then great. Yeah. Then they earned it. Correct. Otherwise, they still get another play and they're five yards closer. I agree. It's just defensive holding, which yeah. can you can probably call in almost every snap if you want to. Well, yeah, that's so, true. It's I, I agree with Chris on that one. I wish they would change that. I don't think they ever will. Mm. So. That's but but it 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 you know you just have to be more disciplined. There was a lot of aggressiveness. Yeah. There was yeah. a lot, but you know there has to be a there was a taunting there, call. There was which is easily avoidable, obviously. 
I just the reason why I I just okay. The reason why I do that is is what are you gaining by that? What are you gaining? I'll say this: there are players who are part of their game is being very talk. They talk a lot. They talk. They talk smack. Sure. And I've never been that way when I played much, 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 much lower level sports. Yeah. I was never a trash talker. Sure. Probably because I wasn't always confident. That you weren't I was big enough. Back I got gotcha. you. Right? So it's just something that's ingrained in their style of play. So they, and there's a lot of players out there in the field that are drawing back yeah. and forth. So you just at some point though you have to realize when you're about to take it too far. Well, you can you can draw back and forth. But you can't stand over can't stand somebody over a guy. after a you play. Stop doing as soon that. as you do that, you're getting the flag. That's the number you, one thing. You are now. I will say, it, it, I didn't think it was being called both ways, but it always feels that it, way when you're on the wrong yeah, side, right? But you see the taunts because you described that's what players do. However, again, if you bend over. You're going to get the flag. You could probably stand there and talk to your other guy and go, boy, I really whipped his butt yeah, there, yeah, right? Yeah. Walk but, away, as you're saying. Sure. And they know that. It's just yeah. the heat of the moment. I can't get too mad. No. No, but you can you, 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 you can when you're racking up that many penalties. And unfortunately, Devin White had, like, what, 45 yards yeah, penalties? Yeah, three different 15-yard penalties. Yeah. And that, and that is, you know... Well, the coaches will, will obviously make their oh, feelings known sure. about it, but he's also a great player. Well, no question. Um, so, Jeff, there's been a shot fired in the NFC playoff race. Yeah. Did you see the news? Uh, with um, Miller going to... Von Miller to the to the Rams. Which, who I, have, which I find interesting because I thought the Rams were pretty good defensively. Well, they, they are good, but I think the, a key thing to note here is what Bruce was saying last week when he was asked about the Saints defense, mm-hmm. and he says it's the best 11 that we're going to face. So he was basically saying they're good, all they're hold mm-hmm. everybody's good. Sure. Now, the Rams have some superstars, mm-hmm. Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, chief among them, right? but maybe they're not quite as strong 1-11, to 11, and I know it's more than 11 because mm-hmm. you have nickelbacks, yeah. but you get the point. Sure. 1-11 to 11 on the field at any given time, he feels that the Saints are stronger. So the Rams have a good defense. They definitely do. Mm-hmm. But they could use another pass rusher. I mean, most teams could. Yeah. So now you got Aaron Donald uh, in the middle who always makes things great. Look what happened for guys like Leonard Floyd and um, the, the guy that went to the Falcons this year. I can't think of his name right now. They they have disappointing numbers, and they come play with Aaron Donald and they have career years. Sure. And they get signed somewhere else, and they're back to where they were. Right. So now you have Aaron Donald making life easy for not only Leonard Floyd but Von Miller. I don't know. If Von Miller is 70%, 80% of him at his peak, that's sure. a big move. Yeah. And they gave up second and third round draft picks, but the Rams never, have never had a draft pick under their current management that they didn't want to get rid of as soon as possible. Right. You realize they don't have their one, two, three, four, or six round draft picks next year? Uh-huh. They just don't care? No. They're like, we'll use those, those assets to get the guy we want right now, as opposed to using those assets in next hopes. spring in, in hopes. hopes this guy, yeah. Yeah. And, I, you know, there's, you can see both sides. Sure. There. They've taken it to the absolute extreme. I mean, they. I don't think they've made a first-round pick in like five years, and they won't for like three more years. Yeah. And I think in the long run, it's hard to do business that way, in part because, and the Von Miller thing doesn't really apply because the Broncos are paying like nine million of his nine and a half million dollar salary or something. Yeah. And they, uh, and I think he's a free agent at the end of the year. So the Rams basically traded second, third-round picks for half a season of Von Miller. But if you win a Super Bowl out of it, then it was. Yeah, but what I was going to say is that a lot of guys, like when you trade for a Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, you get a guy that you already know is an established great player, but you also get his salary. And if you hit on a first-round draft pick, like, say, the Bucks did with Devin White or Vita mm-hmm. Vea, sure. you've got 
four or five years of relatively controlled salary for a really good player. Right. It's just you won't necessarily hit. Right. They'd take the sure thing, you know, work the salary cap however they can, and, you know, they'll just keep building their roster through trades and lower round draft picks and undrafted free agents and whatever. And it, I mean, I agree they're a prime Super Bowl contender right now. Yeah, I, I saw Sean McVay's uh, interview about it, and he said that um, – you know, it was kind of developing over for a week and didn't really think it would happen. It couldn't, you know, but because it became available, it was something that they sat down and looked at and said, yeah, this is something that we should do. This is going to help us. This is going to put us in a better position. And the, now, are the Broncos going to keep selling it? Of course, they only got to, well, what, they've got a few hours, they got another hour. 45 minutes right. left. But you, you immediately think, oh, Saints need a quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater mm-hmm. was pretty good for right. them. That right. kind of makes some sense, right? Well, you would think, right? Unless they, unless they're really sold on um, Simeon. Yeah, I think when Taysom Hill gets back, he gets the job. Well, yeah. Well, he's coming back from concussion protocol. He's so. been out three games already. Got to be yeah. pretty soon. Yeah, but the problem there is, is if you, you know, like anything else, um, with. You know, if you're coming back from a concussion protocol, you're more prone to a concussion sooner. Mm. So it could be something. Well, I guess they, it's pers- they're, they're trying to figure it out, figure it out. But also, par- partially uh, making that even more so is the fact that they use him in non-traditional ways. So he's that's how he got hurt. Uh-huh. Trying to make a diving catch. That's how he got his concussion. Mm-hmm. So maybe they would tone down that bit of it. And yeah, you're right. They could stick with Jefferson. Well, and he but, does but, have but, but what does he do though? He runs. That's he's he's, he's going to run. He's going to run. But what I mean, happens, don't, what I happens mean, when you run? You. I mean, don't design plays that where he's the receiver. Is my point. Yeah. Um, speaking of being receivers and stuff, I thought our trick play almost oh. almost it, the receivers were open. I can't believe we were going to run a trick it, play. It was we a good. Run trick it was plays. a good. It was good defensive read though. So Leonard was going to throw it back to Tom, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. That was the that would have been plan. exciting, but then I guess he saw, "Ooh, that's a risky pass," and then the whole play fell apart. But I'm glad we tried something. I think that was the play that um, I want to say that was the play that the Saints used against us with uh, Jameis. Yeah, not exactly, and uh, also similar to the New England. Um, well, they had a receiver throwing the ball. New yeah. England did. Right. This one, we're throwing it back, back to, to the, the quarterback. quarterback. When Jameis threw the touchdown against us in the playoffs, um, I thought that was tossed to him. No. It was, but it was, I believe they gave it to a receiver, oh. like Traquan Smith or something okay. like that, on an end around, and it might have been Smith that caught the pass, and then he pitched it to James. Mm. All right. But anyway. I was fu- I was fun to watch. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I'd love to see it. I wish yeah. we'd do more of it. I mean, yeah. you can't do them all the time, but sprinkle them in. Yeah, and that was interesting because, again, uh, during BA's radio show, he was saying that it's something that they've, they've been practicing. You know, you practice it for like four weeks, and you go, okay, we're good. We're now we we're, can, we it, can call it we, we can call it in a game if the right opportunity arises. And he thought that uh, um, Byron Leferich made a great call at that time. Like, this, that, that was a perfect time to do it. I didn't hear the show. Did he also say that Leonard made a good decision not to throw it? I uh, didn't elaborate that didn't far. Elaborate no, no. Well, in any case, as for the Rams, it, the reason we're talking about the Rams, even though we don't, we've sure. already played them weeks ago, is that uh, this NFC playoff picture, I, I was writing about this yesterday. Um, okay, so the Bucks right now, after eight games, are 6-2. and two. They're a half game ahead of New Orleans at 5-2. and two. You know where those two teams stood after eight games last year? Same place. Exactly the same place. I know. And yet, did you feel at six halfway through last year that we were considered prime Super Bowl contenders? No. 
the the Tom Brady in the office were still trying to really get gelled? No, well, that was because we we uh, took a took a a hard loss against Chicago, yeah. and then uh, the Kansas City game didn't exactly. Well, work. that was after okay. the six and two start. We um, we got to six and two. We right. lost in we lost our first game in New Orleans. And we lost to Chicago, and we had won three in a row to get to. Six and two, mm-hmm. and then the next game would be the fateful Saints right. blowout. So you didn't but feel great. I don't remember feeling like we were we were the favorites to win the no. MC at that time. No, we're back in the same position right now, six and two, and now we're the defending champs, and we're still in first place in our division, and it should feel if the defending champs are six and two and in first place in their division, that's a prime Super Bowl contender, and we are. Yep. But the NFC is so top-heavy that you'd be hard-pressed to find a consensus on who the real clear-cut favorite is. Sure. I don't think there is one. No. I would say the Rams are right up there with us. Yep. And, of course, we are we have the fourth-best record in the, in the conference now. So uh-huh. I'm making a bit of a leap by saying I still think we're one of the top. I think we're... I think it's us and the Rams, personally. Maybe the Packers next. I have to say, you got to give credit to the Packers. They didn't look good their first game, but after... I mean, they, they, won't, won't, they haven't seven lost in a row. since. Seven and in they a row. Played, and they won in Arizona. And... With like half the receivers on yeah. the COVID list, and they've and had their a, defensive coordinator on the COVID and list, and they've had a ton Joe of injuries Barry. too. They've had a lot of injuries uh-huh. um, and significant players too. Yeah, what's what's so scary is that the NFC is so strong right now that you almost you almost feel like you have to win your division because if you don't, it's going to be slim pickings yeah, so trying to get to a wild card, even and you so, could have a great record and not make it. Right now, if the playoffs started right now, the Bucks would be the four seed, so they'd have there's only one bye, uh-huh. so they would be the third of the three teams that get to play at home, and that means they would play the first of the three wild card teams, mm-hmm. and that would be the Rams. Sure. So what you could get for winning your division is the fourth seed and yeah. a game against one of the best teams it, in yeah. the NFL. Yeah. Because the Rams and Cardinals are both seven and one, and I saw the standings had the Cardinals, so they must have some. I think they beat the Rams, so they got a tiebreaker yeah. on them right now. Yeah. But you got the Cardinals and the Rams at seven and one, the Packers at seven and one, the Cowboys at seven and one. We're at six and two, the Saints are five and two. That's six teams right there. I know seven make it in, but I think all six I, of those teams are going to be there at the end. You know, and it, I think the the part that got me about losing uh, against the Saints is I just thought that if you could win that game, you'd be in great shape. You pretty much locked it up. Because two now and a half ahead. You're two and a half ahead. They got to play this week. Yeah. You're off. So, probably, so you could end play up, the Falcons. Yeah. So they're probably two crazy back. two back. But they could be three they back. Could lose. They, they could, they lose. could be probably so. Won't. So the worst case is they're the the best case is three. Worst case they're two. Right. A two game lead is pretty good. V- very good. With and nine games to go. Yeah. And so that's kind it of it would have been a big win. It yeah. Been, and I thought we had it there for a minute. I yeah. Uh, I did think, and I think you said this. Oh, and we haven't done our favorite thing, which is my little gimmick. Oh, it's when you your say. favorite thing. From oh, the my game. favorite thing from the game. I, uh, I like. It was pretty cool to see uh, Mike Evans beat Marshawn Lattimore oh. for the touchdown because that's such a storyline. Not only my, I'm going to add to that. Not only does he beat him for a touchdown, but there's a penalty on the on play, Lattimore. and he still beats still him. Caught. He he's getting tackled, and he still catches the ball. That's really beating someone. That like now. Him. The Saints can't call Lattimore and Evans a win this time, but it's not really a loss for the most part either because he only got targeted four times. That's I w- the point of putting Lattimore on Evans. Yeah, I give you that, but I also loved Chris Godwin's catch and then uh, stiff-arming 
yeah. the guy on the sideline. I think he got Boy. some kind of angry run. Oh, yeah, he did. He did from the NFL, uh, NFL Network, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, just how he, like, it looked like he was, he breaks the tap, goes through, and then he just. Get off me. Yeah, just that old. Was that the play where he got, like, 30-something? Yes, yeah. correct. So that was that He had was a real good idea. game. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Well, and we also should – I know we're talking about just catches, but Cyril Grayson catching – Oh, the 50-yarder? Come well, on. that was the second catch of his entire career. His first touchdown, obviously, the first catch was a three-yarder in 2019. Yeah. He says he grew up about 10 miles from the Superdome. Wow. So that's pretty cool that he got his first catch. And he became the 87th player in the regular season and 90th overall to catch a touchdown pass from Tom Brady. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, what I loved is that he was just so wide open. <laughs> I mean, just you talk about a guy being a burner. Just unreal. Unreal. What? I don't know what that is. Um. Yeah, so but that's funny because they were like, he says that that's usually a runoff route, uh-huh. which I take to mean it's drawing a defender or hopefully more than one deep to try mm-hmm. to get one of these other guys open. And yep. so he doesn't really expect the ball to come to him. I mean, but he's going to run the route as if sure, it is, right? Sure. And he was given credit for running it well, but he, um, but he said, oh, something happened. Yeah, no, you're fine. I kicked a wire. He said, um. You know, he's being asked multiple questions about it, and he's like, well, you are the this, the burner. He goes, it was blown coverage. Yeah. <laughs> you can yeah. be as fast as you want, but you're yeah. not open by 20 yards yeah, because no, you're fast. He, I mean, it was, it was like everyone like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> he yeah. was like waiting for the ball. Yeah, yeah. And I, I um, they, they said that uh, Bruce said that they doubled. It looked like they doubled. And I, he hadn't looked at the film yet, so uh, this isn't true. But they doubled both Mike and Chris and just left that left. Yeah, they were, they were they like, forgot yeah, about whatever, him. yeah. Well, yeah. Whatever you think of the other guy, you don't leave him. You don't let him run thirty years. No, no, no. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was great. But that and and what I, I the other thing I liked is being down. What was it, twenty to seven, or what was it, twenty? Uh, twenty three to seven. Twenty three to seven, uh, and then um, come back. coming back. Yeah, that was good. That was coming good. Ba- and coming back quickly, scoring two touchdowns in the third quarter, getting yourself really squared. I mean, come on, that, I, right I there. I don't like to. Um, I, I don't like, and I've said this before, I don't like to second-guess play calls because sure. that's easy to do. Yeah. Anytime a play doesn't work, oh, that was a terrible call. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it's a good call and bad execution. Uh, but I wish we had something that worked a little better up for that two-point conversion. Oh, I was just about to say, if, if you get that two-point conversion, it's a different game. It's a tie game when they kick the field goal. Mm-hmm. And then um, presumably you're not trying so hard to push it down the field so fast like Tom was, and, mm-hmm. and, and maybe he doesn't throw that interception, because all you need at that point is a field goal. Sure. Well, all you needed was a field goal anyways, but... Oh, that's true. Yeah. But but I think it gets played differently simply because... You, it's a tie game. It's a tie game. You don't lose if you don't yeah, yeah, succeed. Yeah, right. And, and maybe you're not as amped up, and maybe you're not as getting those penalties. So I, I, I don't know. But yes, I thought the two-point conversion was... I, I think that kind of might have been as they... Uh, kind of really deflated them because if you, it, you know, you scored, okay, and then a two-point conversion, now you, the, um, you, you're just implying your will on it. Yeah, them. it would have been a different feel for yeah. sure. So, and it could have gone differently, but it didn't happen. But, hey, you know, at hey. the end of the day, it's the scoreboard. doesn't gotta, matter what one, else. One thing you got to do, you want, I, I don't like the Saints anymore. I mean that's obvious when you sure. when you get beaten and beaten in games that just don't feel good. You they're know? they're the new Eagles. Yeah. So and we did overcome them to win the sure. Super Bowl last year, but now we have to do it again. But you have to admit that they're a well coached team. Yeah. When we were walking out, I, I was getting some of that uh, um, 
you know, fans like we beat you, we beat you. And, you know, I just can't help myself sometimes. And my, my thought was I all I said was, yeah, you guys are awesome in the regular season. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and the guy kind of looked at me and he goes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. You got me on that one. I mean, it was just like, yeah, you guys, you're right. You guys are awesome in the regular season. Go ahead. Keep winning those games because if, if listen, if all I got to do is win one, that's kind of like back when you couldn't win in California and the only you time. You couldn't win under 40. Yeah, years. yeah, yeah. And if you're going to win, you win a Super Bowl All those Bowl things are true until they're not. Right, right. So. But they are a well-coached team. They I mean, are very well-coached Look at the team. first interception. Yeah. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who's speaking of people that, Sometimes oh, taunting penalties. Oh. Uh, so, but they managed to. I'm sure that he was talking plenty of crap, but didn't do it in a way that drew a ta- taunting penalty. No. Um, he his interception. He was covering Tyler Johnson, mm-hmm. who was going deep, and he fell off that route. That's why he was there. That's why it was unexpected mm-hmm. by the quarterback that the, a player would be there. You know, he's not supposed to be there. He's supposed to be following Tyler Johnson, but yeah. he made a very, very good, good play. play. Somehow figured out where Tom was going to throw with it and fell off his guy and was the unexpected defender there. Some, I think that's the result of good some, coaching. At good coaching and someone was watching film. Yeah, and, and, and the yeah, Buccaneers yeah. are also very well coached. Sure. Um, so, but there's nothing wrong with admitting that the Saints, as much as I'm tired of them and I hate their stadium, are a very well coached team. Yeah, it's a good... Hey. And, and that shows also when A you're winning with very different types of quarterbacks because James Winston isn't anything like Drew Brees and uh, Trevor Simeon, Northwestern grad, isn't anything like James Winston. No. um, And they still continue to do well. Sure. I agree with B.A. The Rams game hurt more because they beat the Bucs. The Rams beat the Bucs. In this particular game against the Saints, not taking anything away from how well the Saints played, the Bucks beat the Bucks, or at the very they, least, the Bucks believe they beat themselves. Yeah, they, the Saints can feel like they won, but sure. the Bucks believe they beat. But themselves. you look at that, and so maybe it is the coaching to get underneath their skins to be able to create those penalties. Yeah, maybe. You know, maybe I don't. I don't know. But that was. Um, it, it was interesting because. Uh, when when the game was over with, we were discussing it. And Dave Dave Moore made a comment, and he said, "You know how good this team is when you can play like that and still almost win in the Superdome." In the, the Superdome, and I know I don't feel bad right now. Of course, it was funny too because we were talking about how everybody, you know, when you lose a game like that, everybody, you know, the world's falling. Everybody's this and that, and we were on the plane flying back, um, and. We were looking at, I showed Dave a, a tweet someone was complaining about us oh, losing. Yeah, I saw a lot of those. And um, Dave looks at me and he goes, I had never been 6-2. and two. <laughs> He goes, I played 13 years with the Bucks and I never was 6-2. and two. <laughs> He goes, I got, I got to 5-2. and two. Yeah, uh, but 97, for yeah, example. Yeah, but then never 6-2. Never 6-2. And, and, and so he, he was like... That's right, because he left one year before the Super Bowl yeah. season when we went 6-2. And, and he's he, he was like, you, you just... Um, um, you know, people forget, you know, and that's the problem now, is that at one time you go, when your team's not playing well, you go, oh, just be competitive. So then you become competitive. Just get to 8-8. Eight eight. Then 
Just get to not, or just get to the playoffs. Well, you win a Super Bowl, so you know what the next thing is. You better win another Super Bowl, or you're and, and but that's fandom, but and, it, and I love it. it. That's fine. Fandom. It's yeah. fine, and also, I'm glad that the expectations sure, are so high. Sure, sure. So I mean, it, it sometimes it does suck to read a tweet, you know, yeah. uh, you know, especially if it's worded in a certain way, right? Um, but then you realize, well, it's good that they sure. expect this team to be better, and, and that that we got to a point where. That is the result yeah. that you should be expecting. And and personally, I, I I was more irritated over the penalties than than the loss. So I'm surprised to hear you say that, okay, so you described the Rams game, our two losses, the Rams right. game as the Rams beating us. Yes. And the Saints game as the Bucks beating themselves. Correct. And Bruce saying the Rams one hurt more. I would think well, the one where you beat yourself hurt more. Well, I, more, I, I, sh- I should say, I, that was the wrong term. Hurt. That, hurt. I think it hurt. Are you more. hurting over there, Jeff? I am. I'm still irritated by it. I am still <laughs> irritated. But but the Rams game is it, it was a bigger loss. Ex- is, except, except for the except. fact that the New Orleans Saints is a division game. Sure. So in, when you're trying to beat the Saints to win the division, it's a more important game. But hopefully this is coming in at the right time. It's a bye week. It's time to reflect. It's time to retool. It's time to think about where you're at, and you, you're not at the halfway point because there's nine games left. Um, it's good. It is the halfway point of the season, though, because this is the ninth week of an 18-week season. Okay. So you, would, you would know that. In a way, mathematically, that's the one good thing about this new 17-game yeah, schedule, the only good thing. But the one thing that everybody has to realize, you got a, you got a long stretch now. you got nine games. Nine games is a lot. That's a lot, before you even get to the playoffs. Yeah, but hopefully there will be some reinforcements coming back. I think Carlton so. Carlton Davis and Sean Murphy Bunting and so. Scotty Miller, at some point Antonio Brown, hopefully yeah. Rob Gronkowski. So be, apparently, while recovering from the ribs, he developed a back issue. Yep. That was what was keeping him out. And then he tries to play and has back spasms and can't play. But you would think two Another weeks. Another two weeks will help. Would, yeah. would, I, you know more about back injuries than I do, but um, back it, spasms seems like one, something you can overcome. The one thing is, if you've never had back problems. Which I haven't. You kind of look at people with back problems and shake your head. No, you know, no, 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 not someone, me. Well, I know, but but you know, you get up and it having back issues and having uh, you know surgery to correct those back issues. I yeah. mean, a whole bunch of things. Um, you will do anything for the pain to go away. And I, I mean, if I don't, I don't know if you remember, I was having such bad like when we were beyond we'd be on the team plane. I couldn't sit down until yeah. we were just about to land yeah, because yeah. it hurt so bad. Yeah. And so, you know, you function and you live with the pain, but um, you can't play football. No. Oh, I, I remember I, I went fishing feeling kind of bad. And I remember saying to Dave, I go, how did you play like this? Yeah. How did you, Those you know, guys are a different breed, you, know you pop a lung and three weeks later, you're, you're on the, you're on the field. But, so. but, but yes. make sure you understand that I have always yeah. known how, a back injury has got to mess with absolutely everything you're trying to do. Every single thing you want to do. You can't put your socks on. Yeah, things and like that. You, you, I. There were times that I would lay on the floor to get my sock on. I mean, you know, I've had some knee problems. Sure. And so, and like, uh, when the knee's bad, that sucks, and it can be hard to move sure. around. But I'm sitting down. I'm fine. Yeah. I can sleep most of the time. A back thing to me. Uh, my mom had a neck issue mm-hmm. one time, and uh, so it was like neck and upper. Back and when she had surgery, it freaking changed her life. Yeah, there was so much she could do 
that it's you couldn't good. do before. Well, what happens is you make compensations for things, yeah, and right. so and you then you now all of a sudden you're free. Yeah, you're you're yeah. It is, uh, yeah. but but the fact that he played and then tried to play, I I, I understand that. So yeah, oh, he wanted to play. Well, yeah, I think sometimes I think what happens. Um, in that particular instance, you know, you want to be part of it, and you think you're ready to go, and so you try. Um, but you, you know, maybe yeah. perhaps they should have held him out. Yeah, I think that's the way Bruce feels yeah. now. You um, you mentioned that it's the bye week and time for guys to re- rest and recharge. Sure. Uh, what about you? What are your bye week plans? Uh, I don't think uh, I think I'm playing golf. Oh, <laughs> not that my back I, feels I good. I don't care about golf. Um, not good for you. Yeah, just kind of. Uh, um, not really doing anything. Just, I mean, working for a few days. You know, I may take a couple of days off. You're going to take some time off? And then do the weekend. So probably may have four days off. I like the bye good. week. Um, I was talking to Stephen Lynch, um, who does a lot of the recording sure. videos on the yeah. website, like in the current. Yep. And uh, he and I were both agreeing that it's a good week to get to work on some big things uh-huh. that are hard to do when everything else is going on. Right. So it's a really good week. And I'm not trying to act like a workaholic. No, no. I'll probably not come in on Friday or sure. something. But um, but it's a nice week to to get some concentrated work on some things that you you know that and make it easier for you in yeah. the weeks to follow. Well, the big projects that you have going down the road, you're not you're not already thinking about the next game and all this yeah. other stuff. You get a, you get a breather because next week you're back into the game. It's you know it's it's like you think well you got two weeks before your game, but you you don't. You you basically have this week and. Okay, today is Tuesday. Yeah, you got one week. So it's almost over. It yeah, feels like it's almost so, over. So you know, I've been wrapping up everything, <laughs> and so have you over the Saints game. So by the time you get to Thursday, you would start, or Wednesday, you Wednesday, start yeah. thinking of your next game. So yeah, it's it's a few. Yeah, I'm, I've just you know, it's um, um, you know, we've been on the road a lot, you know, the last few weeks. So that's I'm I'm, ha- I'm happy just to be able to chill. Yeah. So I, I, that's that's my game. I, I mean. Unless I really suck at golf, and you know, then, <laughs> then, 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 then I'm thinking, why did I do this? Are you, you know? doing that on Saturday? No, no, that's going to be Thursday. <coughs> oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. good deal. Going to go deal. do that Thursday. Where are you playing? Uh, I think Innsbruck. Well, I don't know much about golf, but that's a nice place, yeah. right? Yeah, I'm going to um, get together with the communication department. We're, gonna, oh, we're all getting together. A little, a little yeah. tournament. And we know how you love golf the, so I'm much. Not, I'm not upset about yeah. not being asked. Yeah. I would have said no. <laughs> I know. That's why you didn't even come into play. You didn't even come in. Hey, I was just happy In to the be conversation here. of, you know, I'm thinking about playing golf. Scott Smith did not come up in <laughs> Let's that. Let's see if Scott's interested. Yeah. I'm just we're just, looking for a fourth. Who could it be? I was just happy to be included on the dinner plans in New Orleans because if there is one good thing about the New Orleans that? trips. Oh, wait, where'd you guys go? We went to a place called Cochon, which I think is maybe French for pig or something, or pork. Oh. It was good. Oh, nice. It was good. It was Cajun food. There was some, We had some really good oysters uh-huh. and a rabbit dish that was really good. That was good. Saturday night? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Oh, someone did say they had rabbit. Yeah, that, I think Turner and I both had the okay. same thing. Was it good? It was very good. Was what did it good. taste like? Well, the rabbit wasn't to me wasn't even the star of the dish. There was a lot of other stuff going on in there. Oh, okay. There were dumplings and uh-huh. I'm sure everybody's just dying to hear about what I ate for dinner on Saturday. No, well, it's it, yeah, listen, there's one thing about New Orleans. There is. You want great food, yeah. all types of great food. I can't tell you how I many restaurants I walked to the restaurant, which is about uh, a, a mile away. Sure. Past so many restaurants that I was also interested in. I know, in. <laughs> I know. Including Emeralds, which I'm sure I could not have gotten yeah, into. Yeah, no, no. There I, was, I looked in there and could see that I was severely underdressed. There was... It was it was hard to find any place to really to unless you did in I mean unless you're being proactive and the people that you went with are very proactive so they made reservations yeah, they did um, 
Yeah. Like I was walking, I got to the, the restaurant we were eating at and I wanted to make a joke because on the walk there, I passed a place called Mother's that. Oh, I've eaten there. Getting there. Okay. That said, the sign outside said, world's best baked ham. Now, fine if it's true, but baked ham isn't something that's going to draw me in. Yeah. Right? So I get there and I make that joke and go, oh, Chris, go, oh, I've eaten there sometime. It's awesome. It's great. And you started telling me. Oh, it is. It's so, great. It is. So it, you can't even make a joke about a bad no, restaurant because it, they, they don't have bad yeah, restaurants. Yeah. No, mothers, usually there's a line <laughs> around, the, around the block. There wasn't this time. Yeah. That if I'd have known uh, that, I would have maybe made a, point made of a going detour there. And, yeah. and gone. Yeah. Because two dinners. Mm-hmm. One more thing about the Superdome before okay. we're done with this. All and right. by the way, we should have set up top. I thought you were going to, I thought when you were talking about great meals, I thought you were going to talk about the halftime meal. It <laughs> is so upsetting <laughs> that that used to be one of the good things about about going to the Superdome. <laughs> was the, was there was the good food. food. Yeah. It was like Cajun food. It was yeah. like what you expected. It wasn't like low quality. It was good stuff. No, yes. And, and now. Before the game, they have hamburgers, hot dogs, and they did have red beans and rice, which was pretty right. good, and hamburgers and, and hot dogs, which ran out immediately, and right. prepared sandwiches. And I know that probably a lot of this has to do with COVID. Right. But, and then at halftime, it was cookies and chips. Yeah. I'm like, come on. This was the one thing you were good at before. We, we um, I have to say, we did veteran move. I, I, I mean, I picked up on it. You brought your own? No. What had happened was Dave... <laughs> Uh, came back. He had a hamburger. He ate a hamburger. And then he left, and then he came back with a box. And I said, "What is that?" He goes, "It's a veggie wrap for halftime." Okay. I went, "Oh, that. You know what? That sounds like a good idea." So I walked down and I got one, and I th- and not even knowing that at halftime there was going to be zero food. You know what? I had that idea. What at halftime? Oh. At halftime, I'm like, I should have grabbed a freaking sandwich. Yeah. But again, I didn't know like you. Did. I assume every okay. restaurant, every, every uh, press box, press box you go to in the NFL has a separate. Layout, but at halftime. But you know how you know how bad this sounds. I know. Okay, you ready? You're talking about the pregame meal, and then an hour and ten minutes later, <laughs> no. you're expecting an hour and a half. It's more than that because you okay. don't eat, you don't eat at kickoff. Okay. You eat a couple hours all before kickoff. All right. So a couple I didn't of, eat anything all day. Until okay. I got to so the press box, okay. Uh, yeah. No, I didn't either. And you walked. So yeah. Well. Yeah. Good exercise. The um. Yeah. That, but that is funny. Is is you know a couple hours later. I mean, if you're well, I guess if you eat breakfast at 9. and then, I didn't eat breakfast. Yeah, yeah, I didn't either. So what I was saying was um, this is the bye week. Sure. And so I should have set it up top. But, I mean, obviously, if you clicked on it, you know we're not having a player guest this week because no. they're all gone. There, there's nobody here. They had to come in for treatment yesterday, oh, yep. and then it's Tuesday through Sunday they're off. So Which they're really – I mean, we presumably could have had somebody zoom in, but we're not going to bother them during their bye no. week. No, and, and before people go, oh, after a game like that, should you be practicing those naysayers? According to the um, NFLPA laws, mm. you have to have four days four off. Days. Two of them have to be Saturday and Sunday. Okay. So basically, BA is giving them a little extra. Like two extra days. Yeah, but they're back in on Monday. and they A can bonus get, day. And they can get a bonus you day. You get an extra game. Sure. You actually get more practice than usual. Yes. But also, letting them rest is also very important. At, right at now. this stage of the game. Yeah. yeah very much so. Very so, much so. so anyway, we won't have a guest. We will be doing your fan questions, and we don't we don't even right. have to break. I'm not saying you out now. Give, oh, me, okay. give me a minute. I'm not done yet. All right. well, just, we can talk a little longer because we don't have a, a guest. Okay. And, and well, when, when I said at the top you're in for an hour of Buckstock, we usually yeah. go more like an hour and a half. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, you're at uh, about 42 minutes. Really? Right? Yeah. So well, it's it, just such a pleasure to talk uh, to you. I know. Joe. It's so much fun. Yes. I just had to say last week when we were talking about how anything can happen in the NFL and mm-hmm. things surprise you all the time, and last week it was – who was good that got beat? Baltimore got Baltimore beat by beat. Cincinnati. So we're like, oh, and Cincinnati's for real. 
Now what happens? They get beat by the Jets. Which destroyed a lot of suicide pools or yeah. survivor pools. J-E-T-S. Around the Jets, Jets, Not Jets. Not just the Jets, but the Jets with their rookie quarterback injured and out. White. And starting yeah. a guy he. named Mike White. Yep. Are and you going to say the USF thing? No. Didn't he go to USF? I know he went to, finished up at like, what? Some small school, like some con- Western I, Kentucky. You know, I, I saw his post-game speech. I liked it. He gave a speech in the locker room? We, they gave him the game ball. Of course. And he said, um, this belongs to everybody, basically. And then he said, uh, I want to I thank you for having trust in me. So the guy... Yeah, which I thought was pretty cool. You the know? guy had never... Well, I mean, it's a good point because the, the Jets traded Darnold. Uh-huh. And they drafted Zach Wilson. Who and got And they hurt. made him the starter right, right away. But this isn't like... All of a sudden, everybody realized, oh, my God, they don't have any kind of backup you've ever heard of. That was a storyline right from the beginning. Sure. It was like, if the Jets, if Zach Wilson doesn't go well or gets yeah. hurt, who do they have? And it was Mike White and somebody else I can't remember that almost nobody had ever even heard of. He'd never made a start before, Jeff. It was right. his first career start. Yeah. He's been well. bouncing around the league for about four years. He's been with Dallas. Um, he he lost out uh, the, the uh, battle to Cooper Rush sure. to back up Dak Prescott, and now Cooper Rush also started in one. But Mike White goes in there, throws for 405 yards and, what, four touchdowns or something? Yeah. And they beat the Bengals, who were the hottest thing in the AFC, going into the weekend. And Mike White was amazing. You can't write this the, stuff. The backup quarterbacks all won. I know. It was a big day for backup quarterbacks. And now, what happens, too, though, is you, uh, now do you have tape on the guy? You get his tendencies. You know what's going on. I don't know. Yeah, but look, look good for the Jets, though, because Taylor Heineke last year uh, was awesome, awesome in the playoff game yeah. against us, and it, so therefore he had a chance to win the job. Sure. He didn't. Fitz beat him out for it, and then Fitz yep. got hurt. Heart. Heineke, and I know we're playing them next, so right. I'm not doing any bulletin no, no, board no, no, material. No, but he struggled. He he may be great against yeah. us again, and he was great last year, but he's yeah. mostly struggled. Yeah, you know, um, uh, the, the guy with the mustache from Jacksonville that they traded to Philly. Minshew, Min- Gardner Minshew. Yeah. He had a couple really impressive starts. And then... And then he was Gardner eh, Minshew. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> most... A lot of these guys have a good game. Sure. But it doesn't really tell you what they're that they're going to be great for their career. I'm rooting for this Mike White guy. Sure. I hope this wasn't a fluke, but no. it could end up being a well, fluke. But it, it's still awesome. It could be. Well, you know in New York it's going to be a quarterback controversy oh, all for the sure. way. If he wins another game. Well, if he wins two in a row and they want to bring... Oh, particularly no. since their head coach did not say, yeah. oh, we're definitely going back to Zach Wilson no, when he's back. No. He's like, anything could happen. Well, he's, he's trying to light a fire. Plus, I mean, they're not going anywhere. I mean, was that, that was their second win. They're like two and six or two yeah. and seven or two and six. I guess it can't be two sure. and seven after eight weeks. Ooh, November and two and six. Woo. Two and seven. Wow. Not six and two like the Buccaneers. No, not for November. Tying our best start ever. Hard Everybody to believe. Be it's happy. No, hard to believe it's November already. Wow. This season is rocketing by right. like a oh what bullet one, train. One last thing. I have to say that the Saints fans uh, really got into the Halloween spirit. Well, you knew they would. I know, but it was it, it was, was pretty so good. Yeah. It was pretty it was good. good. It was pretty good. I didn't even finish because I said I had one more thing to say about the Superdome. Okay, and go then ahead. you got me talking about Sorry. the stupid meals. No, right. And then I'm calling BS on their noise meter. I don't believe that for a freaking minute. Well, you know that's not real. They so if you don't know, first of all, they claim that they set an indoor record at some point yeah. by hitting 130.4 decibels. Right. Fine, probably true, whatever. Sure. So they have a noise meter that they use to fire the crowd up, yeah. and it's supposedly, you see the numbers going up and down, and it's 89, now all of a sudden yeah. it's 122. Okay, it was at one point like 123 or something, uh-huh. 
and which is close to their supposed record. Sure. It wasn't that crazy loud. I've heard yeah. it louder than that. But I think that whole noise meter is just bull. It's not at all <laughs> measuring the noise. They're just well, running it up and down. They they may have a noise meter, but it's probably not attached to the video board. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. That they, it's a graphic, but yeah. but they may have a noise meter. Yeah, you know, they got they've got we, a freaking DJ back there we, spinning it up. Hey, we have a we have a noise meter at. Uh, I never noticed that. Do we do that? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dan Roy has a actual noise an, meter. Yeah, oh, yeah. you mean even actual? Yeah, an actual one. one. I thought yeah. you meant a graphic on. The no, one. we do have we do have that. It's the. Um, Remember when you were not allowed to do that by the NFL? Yeah, you, you everybody always did it, and then they outlawed it, mm-hmm. and then a couple years ago they're like, yeah, whatever, you can do that. If yeah, you, you can only play music at a certain point, and it's supposed to end. Yeah, yeah well, that's that still true, isn't it? Sh- well, it depends on where you're at. <laughs> <laughs> I always like to say. I, I remember when I the Falcons it, got busted it, for cut, piping in noise. Yep. That it amazed me that it was the Falcons yeah, and not the Vikings. Oh well, yeah. You, in the Hubert H. Humphrey Metro. Well, well, when you're standing on the sideline and you turn around and there's speakers behind <laughs> you and you're hearing belting out crowd and noise. you're hearing, <sighs> you're going, oh, I wonder hmm. if that. Yeah. Well, they're getting a little extra help here. These fans. But anyway, the Mike White. But, thing that, was, but that and the horn and the guy on the uh, motorcycle or the, the snowmobile. <sighs> The Viking guy, yeah. Ugh. We have, uh, yeah. But now it's the. We're not that annoying, are we? Captain Fear is not annoying to other people. Is the it? I, I'll tell you what gets everybody, and it, it made me laugh. The cannons. Yeah, and it and uh, those could the, be annoying. the Saints radio's engineer. He he's been coming to Raymond James Stadium for like fourteen years. <laughs> okay, and he said to me, "Hey, can like on the timing sheet, can we like have <laughs> say a, when it's like say when it's going to happen, and then like." Give a, a sixty-second warning that cannons are going to be fired in yeah, sixty it, it, seconds. It, a lot of people it, have always been surprised we don't give a warning. No, but I will say this: I have been going to that stadium since nineteen ninety-eight, and the cannons still get, get me. you every time. What and Jeff is talking about is the pregame testing. Sure, of the they have cannons. to test the cannons. And what you want to be careful of is don't have your head underneath the counter when it goes <laughs> off. Probably don't want to be taking a sip of coffee. Either. No, it gets you every time. But the best part is when someone new comes and you know, you know, because sometimes if you'll glance over. It'd be over, funny just to be watching. Yeah, yeah. You kind of get a feel for, That's oh, right. okay, here it comes. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So for visiting fans, our cannons could be our sure. annoying thing. Yep. So, I mean, obviously, you're when you're a visiting team. You're annoyed by things that the home crowd sure, loves. Sure, yeah, that's yeah. the whole point. That's the reason why you do that. So, but the Saints' dumb songs, I hate them. I used to hate the the freaking horn at the Metrodome, but I would right. love it if I was a Vikings fan. Sure, because sure, it's kind of cool. Well, and that's and that's just it. We're supposed to hate it, and they embrace it, and they love it. That's and, your point, and right? that's the whole point. Yeah. That's that's the what Saint, it's about. I will say the Saints fans. Absolutely embrace everything about what the on Saints do. On their feet, the whole They embrace game. all of it. They love all the things. Like, another thing that I think is dumb is their pregame. Before the game, they do this us versus them thing. I think that's very clever. It was clever, like, once, Jeff. So, if anybody doesn't know, they'll go, like, us, and they'll they'll have a category, like, food, which mm-hmm. obviously New Orleans is going to be most cities in Sure. Two, and they'll show, show them awesome food, like etouffee. And then I don't know what they showed for the Bucks. Yeah. But they, they show something great for them yeah. and something not so great in the Bay sure. Area, which you could easily turn around. But if I were a Saints fan, I'd probably think that was really funny. Well, it's kind of like, like our kiss cam. You know, we do our I kiss don't cam. like the kiss cam. I know, but then they show the poor little They didn't guy. do it this last time. I know. Do I you know. know why? We were wondering about that. They didn't get a shot? 
No, I don't know. Because they, it's clearly shot before and recorded I, before the game. I, um, yeah. I'm not sure what developed there. You're being very cagey. I'm just, I, don't, I don't care I'm, enough to. I'm just saying that Okay, things change when it, 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 when it annoys people. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, um, I think I get the point now. Um, before we get to the questions, I have one more thing to talk about. All right. And that is that Mike Evans scored a touchdown, as we Yay. talked about before. And I know where you're going with this. Okay, you go ahead, then. He is one away from tying Mike Allstock. One away. From and, and two from breaking the Bucks' all-time touchdown record. Right. I've been tracking this for a while because I think people are not making a big enough deal about this. I agree. Breaking your franchise's touchdown record is a huge deal. In a very short period of time. I did talk about this last week, now you I remember, because I was suggesting, hoping that Mike Allstock could maybe be there. Yeah, and you said he would be there at the home game. Yeah, and I was thinking that I, I, um, I mean, there's a good chance he'll tie Mike. I mean, you could tie it or go ahead or go in Washington. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna root for him to score as many touchdowns as possible. Oh yeah, I'm not gonna go. I hope he breaks it right away. Well, here's here's the thing though, and this is we we had this discussion. We being uh, communications and me, we were talking about this, and we were like, okay, we gotta tell everybody that. The next touchdown Mike gets, he ties. So we got to talk to Mike about, you know, like, keeping the ball. Yes. <laughs> yes, because even in New Orleans, Mike gave his ball away. Uh, well, 72 will be the, the bigger one. Yeah. And, and Mike just gives him away, which is. Which, he's a well, generous fella. I like it. But so he's got 70 now, 69 catches and one where he fell on a teammate's fumble in the end zone. Yep. The funny thing is if he broke it in Washington, it would be kind of. Interesting because his first big game of his career was in Washington. Oh. In 2014, when he was a rookie, he had a huge game. Okay. We beat Washington. That was the year we went 2-14, so it was one of our two wins. Sure. And he had an enormous game. In Boy, Washington. you're looking for that highlight. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I did a little research okay. um, to write a story in preparation for him breaking the record, and I looked at every team's touchdown leader, which is easy to find because it's in the record and fact book, mm-hmm. what we used to call the white book. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> So I could find every team's lead, touchdown leader, and I uh, found that there is only well, okay, Mike isn't there yet. But once Mike gets to be the Bucks touchdown leader, which is clearly happening this year, sure, he will be one of only two active players in the NFL who are the touchdown leaders for a franchise. Really, only two active players. Larry Fitzgerald was, but he, yeah, he, well, he, he retired. Well, he hasn't retired. He's just not playing. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> Well, he didn't claim retirement. Okay. Yet. He's doing radio with Tom Brady. Larry Fitzgerald. Serious radio. Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. First ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, but I think his career is over. Good. So he's, he's so it's just Mike, when he gets in, one other guy. Would you like to hazard a guess, or do you want me to just go ahead and tell one you? One other guy. I'll give you a hint, unless you would rather guess first. Give me a hint. He is the leading touchdown scorer for a team, but he is no longer on that team. Ooh, so someone who. You want another hint? Yeah. We've said his name already in this podcast. We have. Who? That's a pretty good hint, Jeff. I mean, how many players have we It's not Mike White. No. It's not Von Miller. It's not Jameis Winston. It's not Teddy Bridgewater. Wow, you're trying to think of all I know, you're really good. (laughs) It's, uh, It's Rob Gronkowski. Oh. He's the Patriots' all-time touchdowns leader. That was so obvious. I know, I know, but obviously sometimes the obvious ones are you. You look right. I at didn't. Them. He, he didn't even. I'm thinking. Okay, it was somebody who is really, really good and is no longer on their team. Who would that be? 
Yeah. But wow. then the second hit. I hope if you're listening to this podcast, I hope you struggled as much as I did. Because you know they were trying to. <laughs> Somebody's you, out there screaming, it's Rob you, you, Well, I was just going to say that's probably what's happening. Probably the majority of the listeners are going, yay, way to go, Jeff. If, you, if I didn't know when you asked me that question, I think I'd have had a tough time with it. But the, the reason that I'm saying that Mike Evans breaking this record is a huge deal that need, we need to make a huge deal yeah. about. Uh-huh is that it doesn't happen very often. No. And it hasn't happened very often. There are only, of all 32, well, there's actually 33 because Andre Reid and Thurman Thomas are tied for the Bills lead. Of all these 33 players who are touchdown leaders for their franchises, only eight of them even played in this past decade. Right. Most of these records, like the Giants record is Frank Gifford from the 60s. Really? Was that because he was... Frank Gifford? Yeah. He's their touchdown slayer. No, I remember that. But he, wasn't he also a field goal kicker? Oh, I don't remember that. But that's not part of this equation. Yeah. Just, okay. just talking about touchdowns. Phil, Phillies is um, Harold Carmichael. Oh, I couldn't see that. Finished in the 80s. Wow. Obviously, you know who San Francisco's is. I'd say Jerry Rice. Yeah, he's the all-time NFL touchdown leader. Sure. And uh, his is his last year was two. Well, that can't. Oh, no, his last year was San Fran was 2000. Right. Um. You know, Washington's is Charlie Taylor from the 70s. Oh, yeah. You probably can guess who Chicago's is. Um, Gail Sayers. Well, that was a good guess, no. but Gail Sayers' career was too short. Oh. I think he might have set a record for touchdowns in a season. Certainly as a rookie, he had a bajillion touchdowns. Sure. But it's obviously Walter Payton. Oh, well, yeah. You wouldn't have... You, I, well, I was thinking wide receiver. That, that was... Green like, Bay's is all the way from a guy that played from 35 to 45, and you've heard the name. But I won't expect you to guess it. Don Hudson, he's in the Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, he's on Cleveland's the is Jim Brown, who finished in the '60s. Wow. I mean, really, this does not. The last time it happened that a guy broke his team's franchise touchdown record was Gronkowski in 2016, and the last time before that was Larry Fitzgerald in like I don't know 2011 or something. Because he's, he's played that's, forever. That's it is a big deal. It's probably the biggest. Broken record yeah. since I've joined this team. Wow! I would say it's the biggest record I've seen fall. Now, of course, who had Allstott, the record before Allstott? James Wilder. Okay, well, so Allstott ended sense. up breaking that around 2001. So okay. I guess I have seen this before. Sure. But then Allstott put, set the bar so, so high, high because the previous record was 46. Sure, he beat that by 25 and set it all the way up to 71. Yeah. So a really, really special player who well, also signed. Wow. Extra contracts with the Bucks had mm-hmm. to come along. How was uh, uh, how many touchdowns did Walter Payton have? Do you know? I will tell you. I'm just curious. I'm just curious to see where that falls in line with, you know, 125. Wow. I would have okay. thought. Well, back then too, it was that was that was the Bears' offense. That yeah, was it. Exactly. That was it. Now I, I do acknowledge that 71 uh-huh. is not one of the highest numbers. Sure. To be a touchdown leader, but Mike's going to set that bar. Presuming he sticks with the Buccaneers for a good number of years. Right. He's not done at 72. No, no. He'll get it up there probably to 100. Yeah. And that would be one of the better ones. Like, right now, the Bucks record of 71. Uh, the only ones that are less, uh, Atlanta, Roddy White was 63. Um, and that's it. That's Oh, and Baltimore and probably Houston. Baltimore with 47. Houston was 68. But both those teams are relatively new speaking. Yeah. They haven't had as many years, so that's not surprising. Um but there are a lot of teams in the 70 to 80 range, like sure. Cincinnati and Buffalo and, um, well, Jacksonville's fairly new. Kansas City's 83, Miami's 82, New England is 80, Tennessee is 74, that's Eddie George. Um, so it's not an embarrassing record by any stretch, and Mike's going to make it one of the better ones. Right. But the biggest ones are obviously Jerry Rice at 187, um, mm-hmm. Emmett Smith at 164, and 
uh, Marvin yeah, and Harrison. Oh, and you got uh, Ladainian Tomlinson. And you got to you got to remember too is they played on some really good teams for a long time. Who's they? Jerry Rice. Oh, yeah. Well, he was one of the main reasons they were really well, good. Well, yeah, but but you know when you look at Mike, you know how many years Mike was with us. You know, if you look at how many winning years there were, you weren't as... I think no, had, no, right. He had to he, wait a long time. He had to, to wait win. a long time, yeah. And that was an offense that, you know, if you scored 17 points, yay, we're going to win. Well, now, we're talking about Allstott? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I thought you were talking about Evans, because he's no. been on a pretty prolific... No, 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 time. yes. No, I'm talking about Mike. Mike Allstott. Yeah. It's, you kind of need to clarify if we're talking about I'm Mike. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I know. In my head, I knew who I was talking <laughs> about. But I always know what I'm talking about in my head. <laughs> So do all the other people in your head. Yeah, that's right. We, a lot of people sometimes we argue, but it's okay. <laughs> so I just thought this was really cool. It I, is. I um, you want you want to. I don't want to go through the whole list, but do you want me to throw a couple teams at you to see if you can guess who they're all time? Sure, go ahead. I, I, uh, the you, big you, ones. You like stumping. The big go ones. Ahead. Pittsburgh. Uh, Franco Harris. Very good. Very good. Very good. I was hoping you would get that yeah. one. Um, I have to pick one I didn't already say. All right. Um, uh, you probably wouldn't get that one. Uh, Who is it? Kansas City. I, I will say that I did guess this one before looking it up. Well, you you, have to take my word you for were it. there. Yeah, but not when this happened. Um, when I was there, it was Christian Okoye. Okoye. Yeah. And Barry Word. I'm trying to think of who was. And Neil Smith. And who was Derek who Thomas was big in Kansas? Ross. Who was big in in Kansas City? And I, Lenny Dawson's the only guy. I well, know. he's That's a quarterback. A quarterback. So yeah, I know. I know what he is. In case just, people out there. are... Are confused. Quarterbacks don't, don't get credit get, for scoring no. touchdowns. They, they don't get. They don't. Touchdowns. Yeah, they don't get. They get credit for throwing a passing touchdown, sure. but they don't get the points. Right. Who? Who? In it, it's the Priest Holmes. Oh, okay. It was probably going to be either Priest Holmes or the um, and Larry, Larry. They had another really good running back after Priest Holmes, Larry Johnson. Oh. Uh, what about what's one you would? Oh, you got to get this one. What? Hands down. Don't you, say that. You no. I guarantee you'll get this one. Detroit. I'd have to say Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders. After I said that, I realized, oh, well, it could have been Calvin Johnson. Yeah. But it's definitely Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders. The great, great Barry Sanders, who is always my answer to. If, I, if you could have, if you were starting a team and you were allowed to have one yeah. running back in his prime, I'm taking Barry Sanders. There, I loved watching Barry Sanders. Of uh, the players that I, I've always cherished that I got to see live was Peyton Manning. Or not Peyton Manning, Walter Peyton. Okay. And then Barry Sanders, Sanders played. Yeah. And the fact that on top of his game, he walked away. Yeah. He kind of did a – he, he kind of, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's good for him. Yeah. It robbed us of some great years. Yeah. Kind of like Jim Brown. He walked away. Yeah. At a, but Well, Calvin but, Johnson, too. But in fairness, at that time, when Jim Brown left, he was getting old for, for being a football player. Oh, was he? You know. But not really. He was only in his early 30s, I believe. Well, for he running got back. Into, yeah. He got into the movie. Movies. He got movies. Yeah. Smart move. Sure. Yeah, so, yeah, I've, and you know what I always used to say, too, is that if, I used to say this, I don't anymore, is that if I could have one quarterback, the guy that I wanted was Brett Favre. I don't feel that way anymore. No. I used to say that, and I knew that I Who didn't. Who you want now, Tom Brady? It's Tom Brady. Yeah. It's obviously Tom Brady. Yeah. And I would say that even if he hadn't come to the Buccaneers. Sure. But I never even really thought that Brett Favre was the greatest quarterback of all time. But we played them all those years. Sure. And he was, it was amazing. It was always. Could, the stuff that he did. It and fun. it always hurt us, but yeah. but then you just appreciated him, and it was a fun. I mean, it was a gunslinger. I think he's the all-time interceptions leader. Yep. I mean, 
But they won a shit ton. Of, sorry. Wow. Wow. <laughs> they did. They won a lot of games with him. Wow. You're, you're being. Uh, I think this is two weeks in a row. You're being your Marshawn Lynch, uh, inner Marshawn yeah. Lynch right now. <laughs> I think it's two weeks in a row that I've dropped the S bomb wow. and I had never done it before. It was I always know. you that was cussing. Uh, so wow. maybe that means we should move on okay. to our questions. And I'm not editing it out, just so you I'm know. I'm not expecting I'm not you to. Going to. Got some good questions this week. Okay. Including one. Remember, I think I said last week that I was a bit surprised that our, our guy from Brazil, Alexander, hadn't sent a question that week. And lo and behold, um, he was on holiday, was he? I don't know why, but uh, he clearly noticed it, too. So he says, ah. ahoy, salty ones. Hope this finds you both well. It yeah, does. It does. Thank you. Hope you're well as also. I'm trying not to overthink this, but I didn't send you guys a question last week and we lost. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you know. Well, let's we'll see. Well, it's a bye week, so this doesn't mean anything. Well, you do know that on Monday nights, the Manning brothers do Monday They're Night Manning Football. Yeah. They're Manning cast. Every player that has gone on has lost the next week. The team is like when Gronk was on, the next week we lost. Tom Brady was on, the next week we lost. It's like seven in a row. So, but There is a curse. It's, it's like the SI curse. Wow. So maybe he what has What about Marshawn Lynch? He didn't lose. Uh, n- well, he kind of did. Oh, because well, he had lost? No, because he he dropped the F-bomb. <laughs> oh, he lost in that manner. <laughs> but uh, it could the be. The Mannings don't have, don't uh, they Don't they have a brother, Cooper Manning, who never played in the NFL? They, they can't do. bring him on and have him be the guy that hits the button for the. To, to the delay button? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. That could not. be his job. They might be on delay now. Apparently, there's a new Manning coming along. Uh, Arch Manning, uh-huh. a high school superstar. Sure. Yeah. So if you're if you're a fan of the Mannings, yeah, that's great. If you're one of these people talking about our buddy, you're talking about our buddy Tony, right? <laughs> I knew you. I knew as soon as you said that. I knew right away. I knew who you were talking about. <laughs> you know what would ever. make Tony change his mind is if Arch Manning went to Mississippi State. Oh yeah. I, then no question. He'd either have to change his mind yeah. or just be torn in half emotionally. Yeah. He he would say that he skipped the generation, so it's a good. I'm name. gonna have to tell him that we talked about him I in this podcast, so we'll listen. Uh, you know he's up there in Atlanta. Where Alex? I is. do, I do. Where Alex is? He's busy. He's, he's giving us advice on telling him where to go and do things. Nice. So, what are the things you usually do during a bye week? Says Alexander. We know coaches and players go back to film study. Well, mm-hmm. the coaches do. The players yeah. get rest. Sure. Their tendencies and so on. But is there anything you guys use to assign during this point of the season? Mm. Used to assign. Well, whatever. He's asking us what we do. Sure. We kind of already covered that a little bit. Yeah. Um, we finish up the week. We try to take a couple I try to get off. a little bit ahead sure. on the big, big projects, projects that I have that next have. week. Yeah. Anything that I can do that will make next week easier. Um, and, you know, we find time. to. I think my wife and I decided we're going to take one of these nights and snuggle on the couch and watch a whole bunch of Ted Lasso. Oh. I just got HBO Max a couple of Oh, did you? So okay. I've only seen the first two episodes. I've, I, I've not seen that show, but I heard it's just really terrific. Did you see Squid Game? No. You should watch that. Yeah. I finished it. Yeah. The, I finished it in the hotel on Saturday. Oh, did you? Yeah. I'm usually behind on technology, but I I love that you can just go to a hotel, go to the Netflix channel, uh, put in your information, and then boom, there you, you go. Netflix. You used yeah. to have to be like prepared. Sure. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I think we kind of answered that. There's yeah. uh, nothing special. Generally, is the is the answer. Yeah, um, a lot of people try to you know take a few days off, go somewhere. Some you know we have a number of people you know they go home, they go visit family. Yeah, that's a good time they, to do that d- to try to to get it uh, in. I was. Sorry. Go ahead. I was going to go to beautiful Gainesville, uh-huh. but that got canceled. Alex, the Georgia Tech club baseball team, they yeah. were going to play a tournament oh. in, in, in Florida, and Florida canceled. Oh. So that 
Stinks. That stinks, because you yeah. could have got your son. You didn't care about the game. I got you. Oh, I wanted to see him pitch, but I also yeah. wanted to see him. Sure. So that's, I'll, have to yeah. wait till, I'll have to wait till Thanksgiving. Yeah, basically basically this week is finish up last week, look at anything that you want to get ahead on, and then It's just another reason for time. me to hate the Gators, and I should not say that on this no, podcast, because should. a lot of Bucks fans are also Gator fans. And, uh, yeah. And more power to you. But yeah. when I got to Florida, I had no allegiance, and then I realized that this state is so football mad, mm-hmm. and... and most people root for either the Seminoles, the Gators, or the Hurricanes. Yeah. The Hurricanes were hugely awesome at that time. Well, it's the only place that you know where um, where they say, um, um, yeah, he's kind of a, you know, he's not a bad guy. He's a Gator, you know, where they kind of, like, like that makes you, okay. Maybe that or, sort of or he's a Knoll. He's a good, you know, hey, he's a Knoll. He's, he's a good. For some reason, I gravitated towards the Seminoles when mm-hmm. I got here, uh-huh. and so that meant you didn't like the Gators. Oh, uh, right. And then there's so many Gator fans that sure. it became fun to just kind of performatively act like the ga- I hate the Gators. Well, what to I, a point where it kind of, be, like both the guys I coached Little League with were Gators fans, uh-huh. always wearing all their Gator stuff. But there's which, so many of them. They're everywhere. Well, what's interesting, too, is a lot of people are fans of the universities, and they never even went to right, those schools. Right. But you have to remember, too, that, you know, the state of Florida at one time had the Miami Dolphins. Only one team, right? And so, you know, like in your southern Which states. Which is also why a lot, a lot of, of people around here are Braves fans, right? Sure. Before the Rays came, yep. that was the closest team. Yep. And so, um, yeah, I mean, there's – I get it. Anyway. It's fun to root for someone. I don't really – no, I know hate the don't. Gators. I just like to sure. pretend that I do. You like it's fun. you just like to watch. Can't, you can't. There's swing nothing. It. There's nothing better than being on the airplane and watching Turner twist in his seat because his <laughs> Gators are getting killed. You know, so that's, okay, that's fun. All okay. right, so that was his question. Yep. Next one from um, Mark in Mesa, Arizona, and I'm pretty sure that we've had a question from him before because sure. I remember you asking me if I've ever been to been Mesa, there. Yeah, and I said I worked a job there. Sure, Misters Smith and Ryan, mm. greetings. Well, that wasn't the outcome we were hoping for in New Orleans. Right. Is it me or this bye week falling at just the right time? He has another question, but let's get to that one. I would say yes. We were talking about this at lunch. So, generally, you hope for later buys when the schedule comes out because you have a bigger chance that more guys are injured. And the best thing about the bye week is getting guys healthier. Mm -hmm. Not having to play a game. and And guys don't miss as many games. Right. Uh. Last year, we had the latest bye week I think we've ever had at week 13. And by the time we got there, I remember Bruce Arians saying it was it, it, we needed it earlier. Mm-hmm. So the point being, you can't really know. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, probably a week four or five bye would have been good for us this year because of the early injuries, injuries to the secondary, right? Well, that's a long stretch. So I guess I would say that right in the middle of the season is probably the best thing you could hope for because you don't know if early is good, if late is good. Mm-hmm. So right in the middle is pretty good, and yeah. you're probably going to have some injured guys to heal up. So, yeah, I think it fell a good time. I, I, I think it fell at a great time just simply because I think we'll be able to get some people back, and you got a nine-week run before yeah. playoffs. So Hopefully the same thing happens that happened after the bye week last year. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the Bucks never lost again. Yeah, hard to repeat that. <laughs> I'm just saying. But on to, they are going to try. On to my real question, All right. which is based on the thought experiment. Mm-hmm. Envisioning universe – or the Super Bowl 37 bucks could play the Super Bowl 55 bucks. Who would prevail in this mythical matchup? More interestingly, how would you approach determining who would win such a game? Obviously, the NFL's rules and effective tactics, this guy's a really good writer, have changed significantly throughout the years. Can you think of a cohesive, quantitative approach that could be applied to this, 
or would it simply devolve into yet another rehashed Muhammad Ali versus Mike Tyson barroom debate? Yes. That was a very well-written yes, question. It very is. I would say he's right. That it's just, just going to go. Kind of debate. Yeah. You, and I think he actually pinpoints why. Sure. He, he Whose rules it. are you going to play by? Yeah. If, Who's you, if, if you play by today's rules, uh, the Bucks I think Super the Bowl. Bucks, 55. Yeah. They probably win. Yes, because the uh, the thirty two for thirty seven bucks were, were had the best defense, one of the best defenses ever. You can't play like John Lynch played anymore. You, you you'd be tossed out of the league. I do wonder though. I do wonder because think of the ninety nine NFC Championship game. Okay. In St. Louis. Sure, that's a that's a perfect example of the, shutting down the Bucks defense. Highest, yeah. Awesome defense yep. goes in and greatest shuts show, down. Greatest show on turf. Yeah. Yep. So the equivalent of what we have right now. Sure. I think our offense right now is probably as good as that one. As However, as now they did not win the game. They didn't win the game. But they shut them down. They they had a chance to win the game. Yeah. If I would be willing to bet, uh, my son's college fund mm-hmm. that if you were to ask, I'm not really willing to bet that. By the way, if you were yeah. to ask. Rondé or Warren or Derek, they would be certain that they would win that game. No question. And they I would, would win I would be disappointed. They probably think they could beat anybody. I would be disappointed if they went, yeah, they would have beaten us. I, I'm going to ask Rondé next time. Are he you going to do that? He'll, let's see. He Jeez, he was in here this morning. You could have asked him today. Because he does if film. If only you knew. Yeah. He does I, the film session, yeah, which I've mentioned yeah. is my favorite video. Well, we'll, uh, well, if I remember, if I can remember, uh, I'll ask him. Uh, I do just think, not just the rules, but just the way the game is played, Yeah, the talent of the offensive players, the things that have been brought up, the types of offenses and and offensive strategies that have come up from the college ranks and are now being utilized. How many RPOs did you see in 2002? Yeah, you didn't. Uh, I just always... Uh, You know, that's a really good question. I just, and I think, I think you're right in choosing his second example. Mm -hmm. It's just something that you, you could debate forever, like... Who deserves more credit for sure. our Super Bowl, John Gruden or, or Tony Dungy? Bucks fans are never going to stop time, arguing Next that. time we have a, a ring of honor ceremony and all the alum are there, I'm going to bring it up because <laughs> that's always a good discussion. I just, for one thing, do you bet against Tom Brady? Yeah. I mean, Brad Johnson is and was awesome. Sure. But Tom Brady's Tom Brady. Yeah, well, no question. Do you bet against Tom Brady? I don't know about that. Plus, this defense has the capability of uh, playing being, much like yeah. the 2002 defense, yeah. whereas I don't think, as great as Brad was... The and, offense could put those many... Yeah. I think our offensive line now is significantly better, although the offensive line played great in the playoffs. Sure, no question. They were kind of yeah. thought of as the team's Achilles heel before the playoffs in 2002. Michael Pittman was a great pass-catching running back and, yeah. and ran for a ton of yards in the Super Bowl. Keyshawn Johnson, very good. Yeah. Keenan McCardle, Mike Allstadt, yeah. Joe Jorvicius. But I do think our offense now is better than that offense. And statistically, it's not even close. Right. They were like middle of the pack in 2002. We're like one of the t- best two or three offenses yeah. in the league and have been for the last two years. But Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's a great and question. And the way that the Super Bowl 55 defense played in the Super Bowl was akin to how well the 2002 Bucks defense played the whole year. So if they could catch that lightning in a bottle, and if it's 37 against 55, and the 55 defense is playing like they did in the last Super Bowl, yeah, no, I don't think the 37 team has a chance. No, no, but th- that's one of those that you could argue. That goes against my heart, though, I because know. I, I just think because it was the first one, special. I will definitely cherish the first one more in that team. Well, yeah, and you went so many years of getting beat up, yeah. and so and that defense now is still considered one of the best defenses of all time. For good reason. Sure. It was, and we were there for that. The Bucks' offense right now is 
the best we've ever had, and it's phenomenal. But it's also other teams in the league are doing that well. Buffalo's offense is as good as ours. Dallas's probably is close. The Rams' offense Rams. with Matt Stafford is Even, as yeah. good as ours. Chargers are looking good throwing. There's yeah. a lot of really lot good offenses of, yeah. right now. Yeah. They don't have Tom Brady, but they do have great players. Yeah. So. All right. All right. Okay. Thank you. That's a I great question. I got another question. one. All right. Dear S Dogs. This comes from Phil Schwadron, who's a longtime listener and a longer time Bucks fan. I do believe he lives in California. Okay. Because we've had conversation before. Halloween comes from All Hallows Eve, which is the night before All Saints Day. Uh-huh. I, I did know that. Did yeah. you know that? Did the schedule makers know this? They gave us a road trip to New Orleans the night before the biggest day of the year for Saints. All Saints Day is also the day I hate all the saints <laughs> because that is every day. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter who the Bucks coach is or who the quarterback is, we just play lousy in New Orleans in the regular season. Can you explain it? Happy holiday season. Lousy's a bit strong. Yeah. We played dumb maybe with yeah. the penalties and had Fundamentally a, we have issues. But I mean we did also have four touchdown passes and over four hundred yards. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, lousy's a bit strong, but there have been lousy games there. That's for sure. I would say, I would say, it would be undisciplined football we played. Emotional, or or they played, and yeah. too emotional, right? Yes, and that's probably the answer to the question. I would also say that the Saints match up very well mm-hmm. with us. They have Marshawn Lattimore for Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. They have a very good defensive front that you know kind of neutralizes a little bit some of the advantages we have with our offensive front against some teams. So it was probably going to be hard to run the ball. And they were only averaging less than 17 points a game yeah. being scored on. So right. we surpassed that. By 10, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that is the... It was, by the way, just the second game in NFL history to end in a score of 36 to 27. Really? Yeah. Wow. The first one was a Jets-Miami game in 96. Wow. You did do your research. I did that for a different thing. I did that it's funny he says that because Gene brought that up about the schedule makers. Did they know on Halloween? Yes, 100%. That, sure. Just like they knew last year. Just Okay, so every year we try to predict who our first game will be. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We, we didn't, I don't even think we bothered in 2020 because we all knew it was going to be, as soon as we got Tom Brady, yep. it was going to be Brady versus Breeze. Yeah. It was going to be New Orleans. Sure. It could have been here, New Orleans, yeah. or there, New Orleans. But we knew that was going to be yeah, the This yeah. one... Yeah, so they did that on purpose, and they did this on purpose. Of course yeah. they did. Yeah. Yeah, put it in New Orleans on Halloween. It'll be a huge spectacle, and Tom Brady will be there. Yeah, and had, had if, if, New, if we were going to play New England, if New England was going to play us in Tampa, that would have been our first game. We were playing New England. Because we, we had to play at home. Because right? we were playing at home. Correct. Although I've heard yeah. other people argue that. Yeah. Just having the kickoff game with the defending champions, is already a big enough draw. Sure. So why waste what's going to be another big draw of the Patriots when but you can you, put that on a different yeah, week? Yeah, but, I mean, the Dallas Cowboys, whenever they play, is a big draw. So why would you that's put true. them in that's that why, Thursday? That's why, when we did this exercise this year, I predicted Buffalo. I did, too. It's funny you said that. I did, too. Because Cause I wanted an NFC team and an AFC team. and They were in the... Re- we couldn't play Kansas City. Like, the year after Carol... Whoa. That's, you're still good. Stop kicking the wires. I'm sorry. The year after, boy, you well, would, it sounds weird in my ears, you would, Jeff. You would never make it on the air with a producer in your headset. The whole time. I haven't had to do that very often, <laughs> and I don't know if I'd be good or not. I'm going to mess with you the next time. You're, <laughs> on the air. you're just going to end up with a bad show. Uh, so you're just hurting yourself. You'll stop. 
Don't stop, Scott. Well, now Don't you made stop. me even forget what I was talking about. Um, you were talking. By about the way, I appreciate that because when we're doing pregame and halftime shows, I'm uh, standing next to Casey, and yeah. she's got the producers in her ear, right? And she has to be listening to them while trying to have a conversation with me. And, and you, sometimes she has to listen to them, and it's hard to keep up with what I'm saying. Uh-huh. And so she has to transition in that difficult situation, and she does a great job of it. But um, Buffalo. Bucks. Yeah, so they were. We couldn't play Kansas City like when Carolina and Denver had the Super Bowl. They were playing each other the next year, so it was an obvious. Yeah. In Denver, so it was an obvious first choice. Kansas City's not on our schedule. Next best thing is the team Kansas City beat in the AFC Championship, who everybody thinks is going to be a prime contender and who has an exciting new MVP candidate in Josh Allen. I just, it all made sense to me that that would be the first game. Well, I just thought it because it was the first game of the NFL, and you would have an NFC team and an AFC that's team. True. So you're representing the NFL of the season opener. And that's, you'd, you'd that's have how two I MVP it. candidates. And it would be a game people would want to watch. Yeah, so. But nope, they went with Dallas yep. because it's the Dallas Cowboys. But it was good because we won. The Cowboys. So. I don't like living in this world, by the way, where the Cowboys are a contender again. Yeah. I do like the fact that I predicted it. Sure. So I, I look smart in saying I think the Cowboys were going to be really good this year, but I don't want the Cowboys to be well, really good. Well, we'll see how they do in the second half. Hey, dogs. This is the last question. All I got right. four of them. That's pre- pretty good, right? Really? Mm-hmm. But we've already done three. Wow. It's going to be a long – it's going to – I hope – We I, cut that one off a little short on the Saints thing, but I just think they, they, they're very well coached. They match up with us well in some very key areas. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, probably we get a little too psyched up for those games. Yep. Okay. First, I have to say, uh, this is from Sam in Nashville. He's, he's emails before. Oh, yeah. To the point that I think I know his last name, like Nino. He mm-hmm. didn't put it on this one. First, I just have to say I really hate the Saints. Right there with you, buddy. <laughs> they are the worst. Well, they're not the worst. No, but... Plus, the loss hurt even more seeing Jameis go down the way he did. That's nice. Yeah. Hope he heals up and is good for next year, but I'm ready for week 15 already. Wow. Which is yeah. when they come here. Uh, Sunday night game. Anyways. I keep, oh, is that a Sunday night game? I don't think it is, but it could be flexed. No, I think it is. Or It's a 425 or a Sunday. I think it's a Sunday night game. Well, we have two more. We have a Monday night game against the Giants. Giants coming up soon. And I believe that one is. And that's it. Huh? We've had against we have five. We had Thursday mm-hmm. against Dallas. We had Sunday in New England. We had Thursday again in Philly. Mm-hmm. We have the Saints. I mean the Giants game on Monday. So there is one more. And that's the no eight twenty. So it's a Sunday night game. Sunday night game. Well, Saints in Tampa on Sunday night didn't go well last year. No, it did not. So that's going to be an opportunity to erase that. Yep. Taste. Do you know what's kind of cool? Now, I know this is off subject though, because I put, I just popped up the Bucks app, and I went to the schedule. Do you know when you're in a different time zone, the t- starting times change change? Nice. Yeah. Nice. I did when. Uh, yeah. I finally got. You're holding your phone. I got a new phone. Finally. I see that. I was rolling with an 06. I know. What'd it you still get? had the bu- uh, 12. Uh huh. It still had the button at the bottom. Yes. <laughs> and it takes a little bit of time to get used to not it having it. But once you do, oh. you'll be fine. Good. Hold on, we got a transaction. Uh, we do have a transaction. Which, since this will not be up until tomorrow, okay, um, we can go ahead and it'll be like breaking news, right? Yeah. This doesn't go up till tomorrow. Right. This is great news, Jeff. All right. Scotty Miller and Sean Murphy Bunning are returning to practice. Nice. And it's extremely interesting to me, extremely interesting, that they did it today. Because we're not going to practice. So you get a three-week window. 
you get a three-week window when your guys and I are, and you you designate them returning to practice. Right. Three weeks, 21 days, they can practice and don't count against the roster before you have to make a decision. Wow. If you thought it was going to take three weeks for them to get back, you wouldn't do it now. No. You would do it next Monday. Right. Because you're not activating them for any practice or game this week. Right. That tells me these guys are relatively close. That's exciting news. Sean coming back is big. And with Antonio Brown, kind of a little uncertainty about him, getting Scotty back would be nice. Nice, yeah. This is is great news, and it's breaking right. It's not breaking right. So by the time you're listening to this, you've already... But we're explaining a little bit more what it means. Well, you're also learning how we are, you know, we're in one part of the building and things start happening. And uh, that wasn't an email to the masses because I looked at my phone and I didn't see no, it. No, I get so, the transaction. Yeah, you emails. get the tra- transaction. This so. this alerts us to this is happening. And yep. then PR gets ready with their release and I and get then, ready. And when yeah. they tell us we can go with it, we go Then we, we shoot it. Yep. So it's 423 right now. Yep. Which means, by the way, we've been going at this for an hour and 20 minutes. Uh, yeah, and the tra- tra- trade deadline is over with. The trade deadline is over, so we got to get back to our desk. And, and one of the thing, nice things about doing this... Oh, did we finish this question? No, but let me say this. One of the nice things about doing this podcast on the bye week, which I initially was a bit skeptical that we should, uh-huh. but then changed my mind. You did. Is that there's no real pressure right now. Like, usually we're doing this on a Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, and you're thinking about... And we about, go like yeah. an hour and 20, and I'm like, I really got to get back to my desk and yeah. to work on this or that. Yeah. It's kind of chill right well, now. Basically, you're just killing I mean, the afternoon right now. Now I got something to work on because we have a transaction. But you didn't stroll into work until after 2, but it's okay. <laughs> Honestly, you joke, but I didn't come in until 10 today. Don't tell my boss. Until 10? 10. Oh, I didn't even see you at 10. I just took my time coming in today. Well, it, you know, that, you know, back to the bye week and whatnot, it, it kind of that's what it is. If you do come in, you're coming in later on. I you're think, coming in for an hour or so. Or I think there's a lot of people in the building who are going to take two or three days off yeah. and totally approved by whoever, oh, yeah, yeah. supervisor or whatever. I'm probably not going to, but in, I won't necessarily come in at I, 830 every day. I either. will say this. We are encouraged that's to right. take time off. Right 100% now. true. We are encouraged to, hey... We're going to have a long stretch, whether you go out of town or whatever. You need to take a few days just to just, – and preferably make sure it's Saturday and Sunday. And then if you do a Monday, give yourself three days or a Friday. Give Friday, yourself, because Monday yeah. is the beginning of a new work week. Yeah, but a lot of people won't be coming back on Monday. Okay, I will. I'll be I would say that even coming in probably Monday through Thursday and working in this relaxed atmosphere uh-huh. and not caring if you don't come in to 10 is sure. just as good to me as taking a day off. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. Well, if you're sitting at home, you know, if you it's sometimes if I'm sitting at home, I might have to do stuff. Well, that's true. But sometimes when you're at home, you think about those big projects that you have. And you have. I so, think you, about them all the time. Yeah. I don't do them, but I no. do think about them. <laughs> I got some more yard work needing to be done in the backyard that yeah. I don't have any. And Alex is no longer there. My, yeah, my lawn. <laughs> I have to pay a neighborhood kid now because my lawnmower is in Georgia Tech. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you're right. We haven't got to his question. What was it? Anyways, I keep hearing different names brought up during the MVP race. With Derrick Henry getting hurt, yeah. and by the way, I'd like yeah, to take a moment here to sob for a few minutes because he wow. he's on my best fantasy football team, and he's the reason why I'm in first place. Yeah, I watched I watched well, one so of their now I'm yeah, I watched their one of their game. I think it was against Buffalo that I watched, and uh, I don't remember who, he he just was phenomenal. He doesn't and, even he's just, just huge and fast. And it and it's a shame a, a broken foot and somebody like that. So It's a shame but it's not also not terribly surprising cuz no. of the workload. Sure. He's running he's running the amount of times that the Bucks used to run James Wilder yeah. and that was a different era, era altogether. Right. Okay, so with Derrick Henry getting hurt, <laughs> Murray and the Cardinals losing. Yeah. Jackson and the Ravens getting throttled by the Bengals. All right. 
it seems the race has evened out a bit. What are the odds Brady becomes the first buck to win a league MVP? Which is true. We have had three defensive bit, players right. of the year. Right. I give a great performance. Oops. I feel like Brady gets the Tom Hanks effect with the Oscars, where everyone knows Tom Hanks is going to give a great performance in whatever movie he's in. Right. So he has to be stellar to win anything nowadays. Brady would have to be especially great this year to win another MVP. Would breaking the single-season passing yards and TD records be enough if the Bucks continue to take care of business like we should? Thanks for the podcast, Sam, in Nashville. All right, Sam. I mean, he kind of encapsulates a lot of the whole debate already. There. Sure. He knows what he's talking about here. Um, and I don't know, what did Tom Hanks win? Do your little phone. Do you love playing on your phone? Sure. Look up his Oscars. He won for Philadelphia, right? Yes. I think that was his first one. Um, he won for Philadelphia. Do you think that was his first one? I don't know. Uh, he, did he win for Forrest Gump? Uh, I believe he did. You're going to find out for sure, though. A good example, uh, to keep it in sports, I would say the better example is Michael Jordan. Because when we were all watching Michael Jordan, it was pretty clear they could have named him MVP every year for like 10 years in a row. Right. But they didn't want to. So if Carl Malone or Charles Barkley had a year, a great year, they would be the MVP even though wow. it could have just, probably should have just been Michael Jordan every year, uh, right? Yeah. And I do think that's a, kind of a thing that, that Tom Brady is up against here. Like last year, he didn't make the Pro Bowl, Jeff. Well, He threw 40 touchdowns and like 4,500 yards for a team that made the playoffs and didn't make the Pro Bowl. That, that is because he's Tom Brady. Right, and so this is the same thing, though. Yeah. Same thing. So I do think he's right. He has to, it has to be extraordinary. The other problem is it's a crowded field. I think I said this last week, and I got this from a... He's, okay, here's the interesting mm-hmm. thing real quick. Uh, Tom Hanks, he's been nominated six times, but only has won twice. So it was in Philadelphia and Forrest Gump? Yes, sir. I feel pretty good about it. So, okay, what else would he have been nominated for? Um, Believe it or not, he, I, he got nominated for... I was going to guess. Okay, go ahead. Castaway? Uh, nope. The, the Captain Phillips one? Uh, he should have been nominated for Captain Phillips. Did you see that movie? No, that's the one with the pirates, where he's the captain of the ship and there's uh, some. Yeah, I know, pirates. I know what it's. I know what the it's end of that movie. He's been through this. And you don't see this in movies very much. At the end of that movie, when it's finally over and all the stress, the they've caught the pirates or whatever. Uh-huh. Him, I don't remember exactly. And he's out of danger and he saved everybody. And the stress, the the effects of all that stress hit him, and he just like physically and emotionally collapses. I think it's some of the best acting he's ever done in his career. And they don't show that in movies. Like, think of, like, Die Hard. When Tom, when um, Bruce Willis's character goes through that day in Die Hard, uh-huh. at the end of it, it's just, like, joking around with his cop buddy. I think the the Captain Phillips one was so realistic in that after this incredibly stressful day where you're in your life and others' lives were in danger all day and it ends, all of that just hits you and you collapse at the end. And that's what I loved about that movie because I haven't seen that in a movie before. Right. I thought it was brilliant and his acting was brilliant. So did he get nominated for that one? I can't tell. It's it, it, There's so much on him. <laughs> Are it, you on IMDb? No, it, it, it really, no. It's, Wikipedia? I don't trust Wikipedia. It's, Everybody says that, but it's a joke. Most of the stuff on Wikipedia is absolutely accurate. It's just, it, it, it doesn't just, like, no one has just a straight list. It's all... All right. Well, whatever. But we anyways, got six times, and he yeah. got one for Philly, and yeah, and for Forrest Gump, and Forrest Gump, and uh, and I think he's one for um, um, directing, n- um, supporting actor. What was he ever a supporting actor? I don't know. Let me see. 
I thought I saw something new. First movie I can think of his was Bachelor Party, and he was the main star. What would he have been a supporting? Big actor? was he? Big was he? Did he? Was, I was guess big, so. Be- big was a big. No, well, he, he was. He was the star. He was the star. The kid yeah. was the supporting actor. Yeah, him as a kid. Uh, let's see. This is riveting podcasting. Okay, listening to you scroll through a phone. I know. I'm sorry. I apologize. But I'm trying to get. Us, I'm trying to move on. Okay, go ahead. We don't need the whole Tom Hanks. Sure, answer. I understand. Well, actually, we're done. We are we. But no, we're not. We need to answer this question. Okay. And I brought this up last week, right. and I will once again give credit because I heard this on a podcast on the website The Ringer. But except for Adrian Peterson when he ran for 2,000 yards in whatever year that was, sure. pretty much every NFL MVP of the last like dozen years has been a quarterback for a team that got a first-round bye in the playoffs. So another, and it's only one bye now, but in mm-hmm. other words, a quarterback for one of the best four teams in the league. Sure. And uh, – and that's so now that's what it's going to be. So some of this, obviously, I agree with him, the Tom Hanks effect. But also the Buccaneers need to win their division and be like the first or second seed, uh, because otherwise it's going to be the Rams with Matthew Stafford or it's going to be Arizona with well, Kyler Murray. Everybody's going to want to vote for Kyler Murray because yeah, of the new thing. Yeah, it's going to be Dallas with Dak Prescott. It's going to be Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers and the defending MVP. Yep. Uh, Saints probably don't apply because their quarterback probably is not going to be the MVP. So that's five guys. Prescott, Stafford, Murray, Rodgers, Brady, they're probably all going to be worthy of an MVP award, sure. but only one of them can win it. And so, yes, Tom Brady, A, is going to have to – like, he, he's on pace for more than 50 touchdowns and for the passing yardage record. Now, on pace after eight games is a little yeah, – you can't really put yeah. much stock into it. But he could conceivably break the yardage record and get more than 50 touchdowns, but he's probably also going to need to lead the Bucks to one of the top two seeds in the NFC. Or it's going to be Stafford. Yeah. Or it's going to be the guy everybody wants to vote for, and, which is Kyler Murray. And the other thing, it's Tom Brady, and he, I think he said it best. It's Tom Brady, so you can't always, yeah. you know, can't vote for him all the time. It's got to, but know why but not. at some point, if he does enough, they're not going to be able to ignore it. No, that's true. Right. So most of the lists you see nowadays start with like Kyler and Stafford, and and Brady's like, oh, wait a minute, this isn't an NFC AFC award. This is no, this is legal. So award. you also so have to you, worry about Lamar Jackson. Uh huh. Obviously, like you sure. said. To, uh, you, what the, the you named all the NFC people, so that was five. Now go ahead and name okay, the well, AFC. I don't know who's on the Lamar top Jackson. anymore because the standings are so muddled over there, and everybody has at least two losses. Sure. Most of them have at least three. So who's good? Josh Allen would obviously be a candidate. That's two. Lamar Jackson, like I said. Uh, I don't think Joe Burrow just yet. Um, all depends on what he does the rest of the year. Yeah, they just lost to the Jets, though. I know. Um, who else is good over there? Mahomes. Pittsburgh is good, but they're good despite their quarterback. Yeah, they're good defensively. Well, they're running the ball. Uh, the Chargers, but they don't seem Herbert. to be winning enough. They're like four and three. Yeah. Herbert is well. Win. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You have to win. You have to win to be able to. Now to, that to get it. now that um, what am I blanking on his name now? The Titans running back Derek. Now that Derek Henry, Henry is hurt, there's not a running back that's going to be. Mm-mm. Defensive players pretty much never win it. And I can't think of one who would buck that right now. Not sure. even Aaron Donald's never even won it. Nope. Nobody's playing as well as Aaron Donald in, yeah. his, in his best years. Yeah. So it's going to be one of those quarterbacks. Probably the five I mentioned in the AFC, yeah. Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Yep. And I do agree that Tom Brady's going to have a hard time winning it unless the, he does extraordinary things, which yeah. he certainly could. Yeah, let's keep our fingers crossed, and he does. 
That's that, it. You got it. Yep. All right. Thanks, people. Brady's. If you've turned into this, tuned into this podcast, boy, if you've turned into this podcast, yes, if you, you should probably go see the doctor. Well, that and you're probably not getting that hour and a half back from your life. <laughs> but we appreciate you if you're this far into it and you're hearing me say you're looking for classics. You found them: wings, nachos. Angus Burgers beer, put them all together. You got Beef O'Brady's. Are you hungry for tailgating greatness? Yes, because we're off this Sunday. So tailgate comes. Try beefs to go full on, full on catering. Beef O'Brady's, where game time meets tailgating time. Try the National Hot Rub. I I think I am. That could be it. Okay, well, since you did, thanks for listening.